0: Hey, good morning. Welcome back to our continuing look to Paul's letter to the Colossians. Today we pick up in Colossians chapter 1, verses 9, and Lord willing, we'll cover verses 9 through 14. So let's read those verses together. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you giving thanks to the Father, who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for the beauty of your living and active word, which is living in our lives today as we meet you face-to-face in your word. Thank you for your encouragement and your strength. Thank you for your guidance in our lives. Thank you, Lord, that you sustain us in all things. You are the giver of all good gifts, including breath and heartbeat and life itself, and especially life eternal in Christ Jesus. Amen. So we continue this look, and we remember that this is a letter originally written by Paul to a church that he had not started. He's writing to them to address issues and to also be an encouragement to them. Uh, We're going to just look at this verse by verse and read just the gloriously strong encouragement that we have today several thousand years later from these words penned by Paul, literally penned by his secretary, but dictated by Paul uh, all those many years ago under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, What a wonderful thing to know that the body of Christ prays for one another, that I should be praying for you, and you should be praying for me, and we should know that in all our prayers, we remember all who are a part of the body of Christ. Of course, we also remember and pray for people who are nonbelievers, who have not been saved, but we want to also pray for those who are a part of the body of Christ to encourage one another. And so what should we pray for one another? Well, Paul's got a real clear answer for us. We should be praying that each of us would be filled, not have a little bit, but be filled with the knowledge of God's will. That is to know and understand what God would have us to do, how he would have us to speak and think and act. And we only gain that from his word. He He can show us things through other people, but he speaks through his word and he never speaks inconsistently. We can count on the fact that he will always speak to us in exact accordance to his own word. So we're praying for each other that we would be filled with the knowledge of the will of God in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, that we would have wisdom in spiritual matters, that we would not go out as unarmed, but as armed with the great knowledge of what God's promises are, what his provisions are, and how we can count on him in every way. And not just uh, the knowledge of spiritual wisdom, but also understanding. Uh, We can ask God to help us in our understanding in our daily lives, not just can, but we should and must ask God for his help, to give us understanding, and also pray for one another that we have understanding. We should also pray, as Paul lays out here, for one another that we would walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. Now, truly, none of us is worthy of what God has done for us and is doing in us but we should walk in a manner. In other scriptures, we know that it says we should walk in the light as Jesus is in the light. And when we do that, that's in uh, 1 John 1, 7, I believe. It says that we should uh, walk in the light as he is in the light, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Uh, And it goes on to say, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Well, we, we need to walk in a manner worthy of him by acknowledging God for who he is, by seeking to keep our eyes on Christ in all things, seeking to live in a way that honors God. So here's what's going on when that happens. It means that we're trusting him. It's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all our heart. Lean not on our own understanding. In all our ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight our paths. In other words, we need to look to God in all things. God is looking not at our our actions nearly so much as our heart. So walking in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, is to be seeking to obey the Lord, trusting him, not trusting our way of thinking. And we should pray that each one of us would bear fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. The fruit that that he's speaking of is that we are walking out the things that God puts in front of each of us to do. Uh, in Ephesians two, eight, nine, and 10, it says, For it is by grace you are saved through faith, and this not of your own doing. It also is a gift of God, not a result of work, so that no one may boast. And then it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So those are the, the works that he wants us to do, and we want to bear fruit in those. And the fruit of the Spirit of God in us is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Uh, against such things there is no law. That is the fruit of the Spirit, not fruits. Those, those together constitute the fruit of the Spirit. And so that's what he's calling us to, is to bearing fruit in every good work and also increasing in the knowledge of God that we wouldn't remain infants in our faith, that we would be constantly growing, seeking to go higher and deeper in our relationship just like, in, or maybe not just like, but in a similar fashion to human relationships, we can we don't just sit and talk about the weather. We want to grow in those relationships. We want to, to be fruitful in those relationships. So we want to do that even more so with God. Uh, we would also pray that we, that you would and you would pray that I would and we would pray that all in the body of Christ be strengthened with all power to know that we have all power according to his glorious might, not our, not our might but his might. I am weak but he is strong. So that, that's what we're praying for is that we have the, the power according to the might of God. So that uh, for all endurance and patience with joy, that we can endure whatever's going on, that it doesn't matter what anybody says or what anybody does, it's not gonna change the fact that we are walking, living in the light and the power of God, and we can endure because our hope is in God, not in our circumstances. And we can do so with patience and with joy that we can do like Paul and Silas. How, how were they able to have been beaten and put in jail and they were singing songs of praise, uh, while seriously hurting in their bodies Well their joy was not in their physical circumstances, but in the Lord. And those are the things we should be praying for one another. And in our prayers, We should give thanks to God the Father because he has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. The inheritance of God, if you read Ephesians 1, we don't have time to go there this morning, but it it starts to tell us about some of the blessings we have, but we have all of the blessings that are in heaven. The heavenly blessings are ours now as a part of the body of Christ. So we're sharing in those now, and we learn those as we read the word of God and as we experience God in our daily lives. And then in verse 13 it says, and this is a wonderful promise, He has delivered us from the domain of darkness. He has delivered us from the dominion of Satan. Satan is the ruler of this dark world, but he has delivered. God has delivered us in Christ Jesus from the domain of darkness. We've passed from death to life, from darkness to light, from blind to seeing, from lies to truth to him who is the way, the truth, and the life. So we've been delivered, not that we will be, we have been in Christ Jesus delivered from that darkness and transferred us, what a beautiful transfer, to the kingdom of his beloved son, Jesus Christ, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. What a great and wonderful promise. When we are in Christ Jesus, not that someday we might, but that today in Christ Jesus, we, have, we share in the inheritance of the saints We have been delivered by God from the domain of darkness and transferred to the kingdom of Jesus Christ in whom we have redemption. We've been redeemed, 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 redeemed by the blood of the lamb, the forgiveness of sins. That is the forgiveness of all of our sin. Jesus said from the cross, it is finished. Sins paid for in full, past, present, future. And so we rejoice in that. And, and it doesn't draw us to a freedom to live in the old ways, but calls us to a deeper walk with Jesus Christ. Yes, we're going to mess up from time to time, every day in one way or another. But we know that that sin is covered by the blood of Christ. But what we do daily is to confess our sin in order to restore our fellowship, not in order to restore our relationship. Our sin doesn't destroy our relationship with God. We've been delivered from the domain of darkness and transferred to the kingdom of his beloved Son, we, we confess our sins in obedience to the Word of God and in order to restore and strengthen our fellowship. We've been redeemed. We have much to be excited and joyful about so that we can endure all the challenges of this world. So I just Thank God, praise God for the truth of his powerful, living, and active word. We offer these prayers in Christ's name. God bless you and thank you for being with us today. Lord willing, we will pick up where we left off. Thank you.